Welcome to the Airways of uh, the Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM. And of course, uh, this time on a Thursday evening, it's time for Q&A, a question and answer program with myself, Mohammed Zain Machit. Of course, uh, I facilitate. And uh, you phone me on either 021 We take the calls off air. But that's, of course, if you can't do the easy way, which is to SMS, and that's quite convenient. You simply type out your question, and your SMS, SMS is through to 47913. So you just say SMS your question through to 47913. Well, on the line, and this evening in Joburg, but unfortunately couldn't make it to the studio, but he is in Cape Town, uh, none other than the Honorable Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti. Well, we go straight into our very first question this evening. It says, Salam Mufti, my husband and I went for the first talaq. A week after the talaq, he came back crying by me and his family even swear he is done having his affair with the other woman. I then got an SMS from her on his phone that she is uh, pregnant and might go for an abortion. Up until today, he never told me. Um, what should I do, Mufti? Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala Rasulil Kareem. Amma bad. All praise is due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. There are two, three different scenarios here. Let's go through each one. If the husband issued one talaq, and this is the first talaq, then if they are she, the lady is still in idda, then the husband can take her back during that idda without renewing the nikah. And if the idda has already expired and now they wish to reconcile, then tajdidun nikah and a new nikah will be required. So it just depends what are we speaking about. Are you still in idda or has the idda expired? If you are in idda, then the husband can take you back and you don't have to perform new nikah. And if the idda expired, then a new nikah will be required. Next one, that his girlfriend is pregnant and she wants to go for abortion, obviously that is haram. And remember, the illegitimate child's lineage will go to the mother, and that is the verdict of majority scholars, the Shafi'is, the Malikis, and the Hanbalis. My advice to you, sister, will be, if he has severed all ties with that lady, then it's better you go back to your husband, and if there's need for new nikah, then make a new nikah with him. You might have your own children from him as well. So therefore, Quran Karim states, وَسُلْحُخَيْرِ Reconciliation is the best. Shukam Mufti. Um, next question, it says, uh, Salam Mufti, what is a Sufi and are the teachings authentic? Almighty Allah Jalla wa ala, in Surah Jumu'ah, Surah number 62, mentions the functions of Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, yatlu alayhim ayatihi, recite for them the noble Quran, him and purify them, meaning externally from kufr and shirk and blasphemy and polytheism, internally from pride and jealousy, malice, hatred. So that is where the term tazkiyah comes, people call it the Sawwuf, the people who are involved are called Sufi. Here you get two, three different categories.
categories. One category are the true Sufis who practice according to Quran and Sunnah and so forth, like Hazrat Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jilani, Rahimahullah, and so many others as well. So we must remember they were great, great awliyaullah. Then you get other Sufis of our age, then you categorize them in two, three different categories. One is those who make almost everything permissible for themselves. Then music is permissible for them. Intermingling with the women is permissible. So these type of Sufis are not Sufis, they are shaitan in human form. And then you get the other Sufis that they reject even the fundamentals of Islam. For example, they don't even read Salat and all that they say, they're reading Salat in Makkah and Medina. So those type of Sufis also not the people who are in the form of shaitan. So remember, we need to be very careful with whom we align ourselves because today you get different, different type of Sufis. Shukran, indeed. Mufti, next question. Does performing a stinger for your child nullify your wudu? Remember that when the mother or the father makes the istinja for the baby, boy, baby, girl, then your own hudu does not break. Obviously, the napaki, the impurity on your hand, that you should wash thoroughly and properly. No najasat, no impurity emerged and came out from your body, hence your hudu will still be valid. But from an ethical point of view, you feel you want to take hudu, that's fine, but it's not compulsory upon you to take hudu. Shukran Mufti, uh, well the voice of Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussaini on uh, the voice of the Cape 91.3 FM, you can SMS your questions to the number 47913 47913 uh, Mufti, Fajr Salah is currently at half past five and I must leave home at five o'clock and cannot make Salah on the taxi and train when I reach work, Fajr is over what can I do? I need a realistic solution Remember, Islam is there for all times, all places, and all circumstances. So whilst the train is moving, so in the train you can read your Salat. Alhamdulillah, you know that we fly by plane here and there sometimes. And then when it's Salat time, whilst the plane is airborne, we go at the back of wherever this place and we read Salat. So similarly, if we're in the train also, and we know by the time we're going to reach the destination, the Salat time will be expired. So you just stand, you make wudu at home, and then when the time for Fajr enters, so you just face Qibla, and then you read your two rakat sunnah muakkada and your two rakat faras, alhamdulillah, kul ya kafirun, kul wallah, you read, and you can read in your first salat to kul a'ud bil falak, kul a'ud bil nas, all after surah fatiha, so it will take you five minutes, and in that way, alhamdulillah, you read your salat on time also. Shukran, we're going to pay the bills. When we come back, continue sending through your questions via the SMS line to the number 47913. And remember, SMSs are charged at 150. Welcome back to the Airways of uh, the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. We continue now with Q&A and going on to our next question. It says, can Mufti perhaps tell me how much a dinar is uh, valuable at the moment, Mufti? When we speak about dinar, we should know that the dinar is equivalent to 10 dirhams. And 10 dirham nowadays is about 250 rand. So we will say that that is 10 dirhams. 
So 10 dirhams, 250 rand, so 1 dinar also will be around 200, 250 rand. Obviously, the price will fluctuate because according to the gold price and the current market and so forth. So that's just an approximate value. Uh, Mufti, my wife was guilty of Nishu's inappropriate contact with another man, although everything short of full zina. Do I still have to nafaka her in, during her Ida period? Remember, brother, that if you gave her talaq already, and it is one talaq or raj'i, one revocable divorce, then you should give her the nafaka during her iddat period, because you must remember it is talaq or raj'i. And in talaq or raj'i, yes, you should give her the shelter, food, all those type of things. And once the iddat finishes, then your responsibility is finished. But seeing that she did not go all the way, you also should now think properly that maybe you should try and forgive her and especially they are children and in that way you reconcile so obviously you read istikhara tonight inshallah after maghrib after isha you read two rakat salat and say allahumma khirli wakhtarli allahumma khirli khara khere oh beloved allah you select the best for me wakhtarli and you choose for me the hadith in tirmidhi whether you should take her back or not. I might advise if there are children involved, then you should take her back. And if the iddet is still on, you can take her back during the iddet without a new nikah. And if the iddet is expired, then you can make a new nikah and take her back, inshallah. Sugar, indeed. Keep those SMSs coming to the number 47913. Now, Mufti, when one gets married, we address the in-laws as mom or dad, but what do we call them if there was a talaq? As it was no hardness or any bad feelings between the in-laws and myself. Almighty Allah Azza wa Jalla mentions this in the uh, in Surah number four, Surah Nisa, verse twenty-three. Wa ummahatu nisaikum and the mothers of your wives, what we call mother-in-law. So if A B C is married to X Y Z, and now he A B C the husband gave X Y Z his wife talaq, so the mother-in-law will still remain haram. So he must still treat her with respect and everything, and the laws of hijab and that will not be applicable so she will be perpetually haram upon him that is the ex and you know former son-in-law so he must still treat her with respect and so forth because he had no problem with his mother-in-law or father-in-law so for them they must still give them the due respect yes the problem was with the daughter and therefore he gave her talaq Shikannamufti, why is Surah Baqarah called the cow in the English translation of the Quran? When Nabi Musa والسلام, told the Bani Israel after a person was murdered, Musa, Musa liqawmihi, Inna So when Musa والسلام, told his people that Allah commands you, you must slaughter the Baqarah. Baqarah, some ulama translate as cow, some translate as heifer, because Baqarah, the ta is any cow. So any one of them in that 
family. The ta marbuta, the ta in the ending is for wahda, for one for one animal. So whether it's male, female, anything, you just slaughter it, it should suffice. But they went to go ask so many questions, ma lo nuwa, ma hiya, and a lot of things. They made life difficult for themselves. So this is what we have in the noble Quran, the zikrul kul, bisawabil jews. The entire surah is given that name because of an incident in that surah. So hence the name Surah Baqarah. Shukran indeed, Mufti. Next question, Salam. I would like to know Mufti's take on ISIS. Uh, friends of mine joined uh, ISIS and I'm confused as to what they stand for. There might be some people who are very sincere and therefore they join ISIS and so forth. But our fatwa, our verdict on this is whether in writing, whether on the various radio stations, we say we condemn the activities of Boko Haram, we condemn the activities of ISIS, and they are agents for the West and Western governments so that to give Islam and the true Mujahideen a bad name and people must now hate Islam. Islam. So this is a ploy of the enemy and they pay them and so forth and therefore they allow them to roam around in Syria or in Iraq and so forth. So we will never encourage any person to join Boko Haram in Nigeria or to join ISIS whether they are there in Iraq or Syria or anywhere else because remember what they are doing is definitely un-Islamic. Now, Mufti, I just want to know, what is the longest time a lady in menopause can have a khayd? Because one day it's clear, and the next day it's the flow returns, Mufti. Remember, sister, that you can't have both. Because when you say menopause, menopause means that now you don't get haze and you don't get menses at all. And once you are getting a flow and so forth, so you will always be considered as a lady who is high is a... Normally, a lady who reaches the age of 50, 55, then she enters into menopause. But if you are getting the flow, remember, then you will still be considered as haiza. And you know, according to the Shafi'i school, that if you get haze for one day, 24 hours or more, it will be haze, especially if it is blackish, reddish, and all those colors. According to Hanafis, it must be three days and more. Then it will be considered menses. So to say that you are not Menopause, menopausal, but you are rather fitting into the category of menses, so that will be the law for you, sister. Shukran indeed, the voice of uh, Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein on the voice of the Cape 91.3 FM, the program being Q&A, and of course uh, you can send in your questions via the SMS line to the number 47913. Our next question, it says, Mufti, do I have to meet up with my husband in Jannah? Or with someone I love. We'll get a comment from Mufti after this. Live from Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. continue now with Q&A on 91.3 FM and of course uh, continue sending in those questions to the number 47913 that's 47913 and remember SMS is charged at 150 the question we pose Mufti before the break it says Mufti do I have to meet up with my husband in Jannah or with someone I love Mufti 
Inshallah, you will love your husband even more in Jannah, sister. From now, from today, from tonight, you read two rakat salat, and you read Surah 25, Surah Furqan, verse 74. Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa dhurriyatina qurrata ayun. O Almighty Allah, that grant us such spouses and children that are the coolness of the eyes. So you should read that verse abundantly and read, Ya wadudu, Ya wadudu, abundantly. The, the attribute and the name of all, Almighty Allah, Ya Allah, enhance the love between yourself and your husband, and remember all the thoughts of that other person. These are satanic thoughts. Whenever the thought of that person comes, say, "A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytani rajim wa imma yanzaghanaka min ash-shaytani nazgun fasta izbillah." So that is the whispering and the assault from the shaytan. So don't worry about that. You enhance your marriage with your husband and you live happily ever after in Jannah, inshallah. Inshallah. Mufti, the ladies go for a hysterectomy, that's removing of the womb. What must be done with it as the hospital say that they bury it, Mufti? We must remember we should not take the word of the hospital and so forth. Before you go for that procedure and operation, sister, speak to the doctor, the professor, and whoever is in charge or superintendent, and tell them that whatever emanates and comes out, so all that should be given to you, and then you tell your husband he goes and buries it there in the graveyard or somewhere. So that is what should be done, because normally they go and incinerate and burn this type of things, so don't take their word, rather you take it and then it gets buried. We need to show respect to the things that belong to the human body. Shukran indeed, Mufti. Can a single Shafi woman who doesn't have a makram travel with a group of elderly ladies to go on Umrah? Remember, to go for Umrah is not fard, and therefore the Shafi'i scholars have said when it is a fard hajj, then you can go with a group of ladies, and that is the verdict of the Shafi'i and Maliki jurors, and the Hanafi and Hanbali jurors, even for fard hajj, they don't give permission. Therefore, sister, we should not try and bend the rules. Make dua, inshallah, you go for hajj, and what your hajj will perform Umrah, you read Surah 2, Surah Baqarah, Verse 128, O beloved Allah, you show us the places of Umrah and Hajj, Makkah, Mukarramah, and surroundings, and you forgive us, O Allah. Rahim, you are of forgiving, very merciful. So do that. Don't look at your pocket and your money. Look at the mercy of Almighty Allah, Jalla So let us do things in the right and correct procedure, inshallah. Inshallah. Uh, next question. Uh, SMS says, uh, Salam, what to do when a husband is always looking around and chatting to other women uh, and never happy with what they actually have at home, Mufti? Almighty Allah Azza wa Jalla states two verses come to mind. Number one, Wala taqrabu zina, don't even go near fornication and adultery. So this is the fornication of the eyes. He will net ogle, he will Allah sin, and he doesn't know what the old is gold, the wife is got is pure and chaste, and they is looking at haram. Then he wants to chat with them, so that is also not permissible. Almighty Allah tells us beautifully that in Surah Ma'idah, chapter number 5 and verse number 100 قُلْ لَا يَسْتَوِي الْخَبِيثُ وَالْتَيِّبُ وَلَوْ أَعْجَبَكَ كَثْرَةُ الْخَبِيثُ 
tell them, oh Mustafa وسلم, the impure, that is who he wants to chat and all that, the other women, and the pure, that's his wife, are never equal. Although the abundance of impurity and haram, it impresses you, it suits your warm fancies and desires. Fear Allah, O oh people of intellect, intelligence, then you will be successful. So start ta'aleem in your house, sister. Take Riyadu Salihin of Allama Nawawi Rahimahullah, and inshallah you create the love of Almighty Allah, of Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi and your love in your husband's heart and mind, inshallah. So you need to address him and speak about these issues to him. Shikan, uh, the voice of uh, Mufti Abdul Qadr Hussain, keep those SMSs coming to the number 47913. Now, Mufti, what do I do? I've exhausted all the avenues of joining ties with my sibling, uh, but now they don't even open the door when we visit. They usurped our haq, and we just uh, won the family ties because of, because of the children and for the sake of Allah. Can Mufti please advise? In a case like this, when you tried already on several occasions, three times or more, and yet they are not interested, they don't want to answer the phone calls, they don't want to open the door when you visit them, so the sin is on them, and remember it's a major, major sin, Surah 47, Surah Muhammad, and verses number 22, 23, in antufsidu fil ardi, that when you have authority, you cause mischief mayhem on this earth, and you sever the family ties. Those are the people Allah curses them. And all might Allah makes them spiritually deaf or spiritually blind. And remember, the sin will be upon them. And if they stole and they usurped your share of inheritance, Surah 4, Surah Nisa, verse 14, Whosoever disobeys all might Allah and his messenger they went beyond the limits they took more than their share and they usurped your rights Almighty Allah dispatches them to Jahannam and the fire for a very very long time for such people they be humiliating punishment Surah 4, Surah Nisa verse 14 my advice to you now leave the matter to Almighty Allah and on the day of justice justice will take place Shukran indeed Mufti if I understand the next question correct it comes from the mother it says uh, Salam Mufti could I approach any imam to get my daughter married without her father's consent that will not be permissible. Your daughter has a father, the daughter has a mother, and you can't just go to any imam and say, Imam, mark the nikaf and maim we doctor and all that. No. Nabi alayhi salatu salam said, La nikaha illa bi waliin. The hadith is authentic in Tirmidhi, Abu Dawood, Ibn Majah. So it shows that the nikah will be null and void. She must get the consent and permission of her father, biological father. So you cannot do that just to spite the father. Remember that it will not be permissible. And that is the verdict of majority scholars, the Shafi'is, the Malikis, and the Hanbalis. Mufti, is a funeral plan permissible in Islam? 
Remember in Islam, funeral is something very simple that we only have to pay for the kafan, we have to pay for the, you know, shroud, and we have to pay for the grave and so forth. So the non-Muslims, everything, they want to make money out of it, so they say funeral plan because they have to buy the coffin, the box, and a lot of other things they got in. So we should not get involved in all this funeral plan and all that from the insurance companies and banks. Definitely we should not be doing that. And remember, the family will help, inshallah, when you pass away. So all the ummah and the community around you will rally around. So don't get involved with this. They want to put you into debt before death. <laughs> Shukran indeed, Mufti. Carry on to our next question. It says, uh, Assalamu alaikum, Mufti. Did our Nabi Muhammad sallallahu recite the Basmala before Surah Fatiha or any other Surah in Salah allowed? And are there any Sahih hadith to suggest this or not, Mufti? Remember that these are academic discussions that we know according to Imam Shafi'i rahimahullah that you read the Bismillah loudly and then you read the Surah Fatiha because Bismillah is part of Surah Fatiha and some ulama like the Hanafis and them they say the Hanbalis that now you read it softly and so forth. So remember these are academic discussions if you want the Dalil for both parties go open Jami of Imam Tirmidhi rahimahullah and you will find there both Dalai Hill there and so forth. So these are lengthy discussions. What we must do is remember two principles here. One is, These great, great giants and scholars and jurors of Islam, they differed for the sake of truth. And remember, they did not differ in truth. Second one, we should not make this a battle now that my mazhab is stronger and better than yours and yours is inferior. No. Imam Shafi'i, rahimahullah, when he went to Azamiya, you know that the day Imam Abu Hanifa, rahimahullah, passed away. In 150, that's the day Imam Shafi'i, rahimahullah, was born, and that is mentioned in the Muqaddamah introduction of Hidayah by Allama Marghinani, the famous Hadith Hanafi work on jurisprudence. Nevertheless, that the point I'm making here is, so when Imam Shafi'i went to his grave, so that meaning he read Salat day in that area, that morning he never made, you know, the kunut Fajr time. So the people asked him, oh, Imam Shafi'i, how come you didn't make? He said, ta'azeeman li sahibi al-qabr, that out of respect for the one who's buried here. So it shows that we should have that mutual respect and to teach the students and to teach the ulama, that's fine. But now we should not make this a raging battle that is unacceptable. So we say that, remember, all we say all parties got their dalail and evidence. Shukran indeed, if you just tune in, welcome to the airways of uh, the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM, the program being Q&A with myself, Muhammad Zain Majid, and uh, the voice there of uh, Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein on the line, answering all of your questions. If you have a question, you're more than welcome to SMS us your question to the number 47913. That's 47913. And this question reads as follows, Mufti. It says, Assalam, how uh, does one perform Hajj or Umrah when in a state of Hajj, Mufti? Everything in Islam, subhanallah, I'll give you something fascinating. Mustafa Rahmatulil Alameen, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, left Medina Munawwara in the 10th year of the Hijrah on the 25th of Zulqadah. They spent that night, Saturday night, in Zul Hulayfa, the Miqat, the boundary nowadays called Bir Ali, Abar Ali. 
They Asma bin Umais radiallahu anha, subhanallah, she gave birth to Sayyidina Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anha, son Muhammad bin Abi Bakr. So how she's going to go? Nabi alayhi salam told her, she's in nifas and postnatal, so you take a ghusl and you carry on, make niyat, no salat for umrah, for hajj. Then, then they reach Sarif. Sarif is just on the outskirts of Makkah Mukarramah. Lo and behold, our honorable mother Siddiqah bintu Siddiq, Sayyida Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, her menses started. Now she made intention for Umrah, for Hajj, everything. She asked, Ya Rasulullah, O Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, what must I do? Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, If Ali kama yafalul hajj, ghayra Allah tatufi bilbayt, that you perform the hajj, just like the hajjis, but you will not perform tawaf. When they entered Makkah, it was the fourth of Zilhijjah, the tenth year of the Hijrah. So her menses continued. She couldn't perform the Umrah. Then she went to Mina, Arafat, Muzdalifa, all these places. So it shows you will do everything. And then when you are 100% sure you are clean, then you will take your first ghusl and then perform your tawaful ifada or shafi term or tawaful ziyara, the Hanafi terminology. The same tawaf which is first and you perform your sa'i and all that. So there's no problem. We have examples of this in authentic hadith. Open Bukhari, open Muslim, open Mishka, Sharif, Mustad Ahmad. You will find all these incidents there. Indeed, uh, Mufti, my husband had a vasectomy years ago as we decided that we didn't want any more children. What do I can we make as we do realize that this was haram, Mufti? Obviously, human being many a time does an action and then realization comes that we did haram. So you, husband and wife, both of you, you should take from our spiritual father and mother, Nabi Adam alayhi salatu salam, Sayyida Hawa radiallahu anha, the lesson, if the wife encouraged the husband that yes, to go, go ahead with this operation and procedure. So both of you together in your room or individually, Rabbana, Dalamna, Anfusa. Oh Allah, we have wronged our souls, ourselves. وَتَرْحَمْنَا Ya Allah, if you don't forgive us, you don't have mercy on us, then surely we will be the losers. Very famous dua. Read that abundantly. Almighty Allah, Jalla states, La taqnatu min rahmatillah. Never lose hope in the mercy of Almighty Allah. Inna Allah yaghfiru dhunuba jami'a. Verily, Almighty Allah, forgives all the sins, so make sincere tawbah. The first part of tawbah is a tawbah and nadama. We have regret, we have remorse, we feel bad. So remember that's a sign of our good iman. So never lose hope in Allah and you make dua, inshallah, Almighty Allah will forgive both of you. Indeed. Now Mufti, my father and husband had a dispute. Words were exchanged and my father hit my husband. My husband now refuses to ask Maf, even if he provoked it saying um, and he was abused, he cut ties with my family. Can Mufti please give me some advice? Remember you, the husband, if you provoke your father-in-law, then remember you should go definitely and ask for forgiveness. 
When a person goes and asks for forgiveness, the shaitan will tell you, you have humiliated yourself. But Mustafa, rahmatulil alameen, says, A'azzahullah, Almighty Allah will give you more honor and respect and elevate you. And remember the other hadith, you are the son-in-law, your father-in-law must be elder than you in most cases. So what will happen is, Mallam yarham sahirana, walam yuwakir kabirana, he who does not show mercy and compassion to our young and respect to the elderly, falaysa minna, don't do it for my sake, don't do it for your wife's sake, do it for the pleasure of Almighty Allah. You think about it, tomorrow death will come. What will happen then? Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, La yahillu li muslimin ayyahjura akhahu fuqa salat. It's not permissible for any Muslim to sever ties for more than three days. Famana hajara fuqa salat, famata dakhalannar. And you sever ties for more than three days and you die, then you enter the fire of hell. All these are hadith in Mishkat Sharif. So therefore, O son-in-law, my brotherly advice to you, that go to your father-in-law, be a man and say, fine, I ask you for forgiveness and see how he also will be so happy, your wife will be so happy, and more importantly, Allah will be happy and the mercy of Allah will encompass you. Shukran indeed, uh, Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain. What we're going to do is quickly pay the bills. And when we come back, we continue uh, taking your SMSs to the number 47913. And of course, continue with Q&A. Continue now with the Q&A on uh, The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM and uh, we continue with uh, taking your questions uh, via the SMS line on 47913. The next question, Mufti, it says, uh, can Mufti please explain being a stepmother to a 14-year-old girl who came to live with us, uh, the mother is still alive and at home, am I allowed to reprimand her? And my husband said, if I do, he will talak me. Remember that it is not your responsibility that when your husband has threatened you in this manner that if you do something then he will talak you, seeing that the biological father, the biological mother are still alive, so fine, you just look after your husband and as far as the stepdaughter goes, you just make salam to her and make dua for her. Why must you go and now worry about her when her both her parents are alive? So Give it to them, you will not be responsible, they will be responsible, as all Matyallah states, Ya Yuladina Manuku and Fusakum Ahalikum Nara, that all oh, you who believe save yourself and your children from the fire. But you need to tell your husband that when you see things are going out of control, then when he's in a good mood you need to tell him, Yes, you kept quiet because he threatened you with talak. Mufti, next question. Mufti, many of our youth are opting to wear lip rings, belly rings, boys wearing earrings as well, etc. these days. What does the Quran say about all of this? Remember that when the shaitan was expelled from Jannah, 
and he took various oaths and one oath he said that I will command them and they will change the creation of Allah when we get involved in secularism then we breed and we build and establish a godless society and that's what they want that we leave Hezbollah the party of Allah and we become Hezbollah shaitan so the girls want to cut their hair so short from the back you don't know whether it's Eve or Steve, the boys want to become like the girls, they want to wear beer, they want to wear earrings and they want to wear bangles and we don't know who's a Eve and a Steve next can or no, so we must remember this is the plan and the plot of shaitan, therefore Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa said the men who imitate women and the women who imitate men, both are cursed by all, Allah the hadith in Mishkat Sharif, Mustafa so we must protect our own identity and Muni Allah's dear makar and mix up makni. Listen to the next one, Mufti, making things mix up. It says, my mom and sister are always plotting and making trouble. My sister went as far as talking about poisoning against my sister-in-law. <laughs> Remember, again, all this is just based on jealousy. See, I take you direct to the Quran Sharif. Almighty Allah Jalla Wala created the masterpiece of His creation, and that is human being Nabi Adam alayhi salatu salam. Then Almighty Allah commanded the Malaika and Iblis, the Shaitan, was there. Makes us that to this masterpiece, Nabi Adam alayhi salam, all the malaika simultaneously made sajda, but we find that the Iblis did not make. Why? Abba was takbara. He defied the command of Allah. His pride and arrogance, his jealousy got the better of him. So that's the first crime and sin committed in the universe, the jealousy and the pride. So yeah, the sister, the sister-in-law and mother and we and we are all got, now you want to poison Imagine when you kill a Muslim person deliberately. Do you know the consequences, my sister, my brother? Who kills a Muslim person deliberately? You end up in Jahannam forever, meaning for very, very long time. All my Allah's wrath and anger. All my Allah prepares for them a terrible, horrible, big punishment. So, what are we doing? Are we crazy? So, you must remember that it's all based on your jealousy and so forth. So you, the person who sent in this question, make sure you don't eat their food, you don't do anything, because they might try and do these crazy things. And then you tell your husband, definitely you want a separate home, because here things are by look and dangerous. <laughs> Indeed it is, Mufti. Shukran, next question. Uh, Mufti, ek is the enigste dochter van my ma, maar sy gee nie om vir my nie. Haar man is haar lewe. I try to talk to her and she don't want to listen to me. What would you do my doctor? He is the doctor from the ummah. So he would the following the dua alias. Rabbi raham huma kama rabbayani sagheera. Oh Allah, have mercy on my parents as they nurtured me when I was young. So your ma now can net for demand and said, for you forget. 
So ye muni swamatni, you must not fight fire with fire, you must fight fire with water. You saw what happened in Cape Town, so much fire. So your mother is doing this, is wrong on her part, definitely, but you must make dua for her, treat her with love and respect. Inshallah, she will come to her senses and remember the way they are treating you is unacceptable and not permissible. Can Mufti please explain why Salah should not be made during Zawal time? First and foremost, we are Muslim. Muslim means we submit and surrender willingly, lovingly to all Allah and to Mustafa, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So the authentic hadith in Bukhari, Muslim, Abu Dawood and so forth. So that at certain times we can't be reading Salat, sunrise time and when the sun is at the zenith and sunset time. So one is the hadith and from a logical perspective, you hate people who were sun worshippers. So they used to worship the sun at these times here. So therefore Islam said we must not imitate and emulate such people. Shikandar Mufti, at a baby's tasmiya, if the sunnah is of shaving the head, it's not performed, is it necessary to cut a few strands of hair instead, or can the hair be left untouched completely? Remember the day the baby is born today, for example, example, Thursday, the baby was born, so we give adhan in the right ear, iqama in the left ear, tahnik, that is we take dates or honey and so forth and insert in the baby's mouth, we make dua. On the seventh day, which will be next week, Wednesday, so then we shave the hair of the baby, that is sunnah, whether it's boy or girl, we give out charity, we name the baby, we make the apika, so to leave it out totally, is against the sunnah, remember we should shave the hair that is the sign of our love for Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam tell them oh Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam if you love almighty Allah you follow me, follow me Nabi alayhi salam almighty Allah will make you from his beloved and almighty Allah will forgive you your sins, surah 3, surah Al-Imran verse 31 The Mufassirin and Ulama have written Hazihi Ayatul Imtihan This Ayat and verse is the test do we really love Nabi alayhi salatu salam? If we love the Master alayhi salam, then we will imitate Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam and follow his instructions as well. So just to cut few strands, that is not sunnah. We have to shave the hair of the baby. Shukran indeed, the voice of uh, Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain. We are going to pay the bills. And when we come back, we'll be in the last few minutes of our program Q&A. Live from Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. Welcome back. We're in the last few minutes of our program Q&A on The Voice of the Cape. Mufti, I'm in a situation where my thoughts are heard outside my home, literally. Could I be cursed? I don't understand. Brother. 
Brother, many a time what happens is we go into a negative mood and then we start thinking everybody is against us. So what you need to do is build your self-confidence. Read, قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ الْفَلَقِ قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ النَّاسِ Abundantly after every salat before you sleep. And that's why it's called Mu'awwidatayn. It will protect you from all the negativity. Read Ayatul Kursi as well after every salat before sleeping. And for your own confidence to build it up, read the following two, three verses. Number one, Surah 21, verse 87. La ilaha illa anta subhanaka inni kuntu minal zalimeen. Inshallah, this is the dua of Nabi Yunus alayhi salatu salam. Allah ta'ala, remove your sadness, grief, oppression. And then the dua of Nabi Nuh alayhi salam. That is Surah 54, verse 10. Surah 54, Surah Qamar, verse 10. Anni maghloobun fantasir. Oh Allah, I'm overpowered. Oh Allah, I'm overwhelmed. You assist me. You defend me, oh beloved Allah. And then you feeling so sick and you feeling so distressed. The dua of Nabi Ayyub alayhi salam, Surah 21, Surah Anbiya, verse 83. Anni masani yadurru wa anta rahamur rahimeen. Oh beloved Allah, distress and problems have afflicted me. You are the most merciful one to show mercy. You must come out of your negativity into the positive side of things, brother. Dansal alas rehkom. Inshallah. Final question for this evening, Mufti. It says, the man I want to marry has committed to Islam with a kalima isadat. Uh, is that enough or must we have witnesses, Mufti? Remember, you don't require witnesses, but my advice to you will be three things. Number one is you must discuss this issue with your parents. If your parents are happy that you're going to marry him, so that's good. Secondly, don't get married to him immediately. Let him show his devotion, dedication to Islam, and learn all the basics and the fundamentals of Islam, the pillars. And sometimes people just get married to be a person after one day, two days. He has a good time. I'm just saying in this case, I don't even know from who the question came. I'm speaking generally. Then after that, there's so many problems. So give him three months, six months to prove himself. He's true, devoted, dedicated Muslim. He's learning about Islam and so forth. And third one, you can make istikhara, whether this person will be good for you or not. You read, Allahumma khirli wa khtarli. Oh Allah, you select the best for me and choose for me, as mentioned in Tirmidhi. Once you do that, inshallah, you will make the decision. Shukran indeed Mufti that concludes all our questions uh, that we have time for. Uh, there's probably another 30 that we didn't get to but inshallah we'll start with those ones uh, next week inshallah. Uh, we've got about three minutes uh, for some uh, nasiha inshallah. Alhamdulillah, we belong to the Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah. We hear this term so many a time. What is the meaning of this? Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah means that we belong to that group of people who believe in the Quran Kareem. We believe in the Sunnah of Nabi alayhi salatu salam, the Ahadith and teachings. And we also study and believe in the Seerah of Nabi alayhi salatu salam, the actions of Nabi alayhi salam, the speech and so forth. And likewise, we accept the fiqh of Imam Shafi'i, Imam Malik, Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal, Imam Abu Hanifa, Rahimahullah. So we need to always remember Sunnah refers to Nabi alayhi salam, Jama'ah refers to the beloved Sahaba. I will just give you one incident so you understand. Who was the teacher? Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
What was the curriculum, the Quran and the Sunnah, as mentioned in Surah Jumu'ah, see Surah 62, verse 2, where were they studying in the best environments, Makkah, Mukarramah, Dare, Arkham, the first madrasa, and that is next to Mount Safa, and in Al-Masjid al-Nabawi, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Masjid din, Madinah Munawara. So the best teacher, the best curriculum and syllabi, the best environment, Surah 49, verse 3, Almighty Allah states, who is going to take the examination? So Almighty Allah states, Almighty Allah took the examination of all the Sahaba. Subhanallah. And what was the examination? Taqwa. Do they have Allah consciousness or not? Now the results. Lahum For them is forgiveness. For them is great reward. They pass with flying colors and distinction. The time came to confer a certificate upon them. Radiallahu anhum waradu'an. Almighty Allah is pleased with them. They in turn pleased with Allah. Wa husna. This is not for some sahaba, for all of them. Almighty Allah promised them all Jannah. So we, the Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah, we must love Almighty Allah, love Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa love the sahaba, all of them, and love the awliyaullah. And regarding this, we are in Cape Town. Inshallah, tomorrow, Jumma Masjid al-Sabr in Parkwood, Mount Dawood Samson's Masjid for Jumma I'll be there. Friday night to Tomorrow night between Maghrib and Isha, Masjid Mubarak, day in Belha, inshallah, and that is the Masjid Mona Ilyas Samai, the Imam. And Saturday night, inshallah, Masjid Thani, Mitchell's Plain, inshallah, and that is, inshallah, between Maghrib and Isha, and Sunday live on air between Kappas 10 and Kappas 12, I think. So, inshallah, we all should try and listen and attend these programs. So, the love for all, Allah, the love for Mustafa, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the love for the Sahaba, radiallahu anhum, can be enhanced and increased. And shukran jazeelan to you, Brother Muhammad Zain, and the entire team of Voice of the Cape, all the listeners. May Almighty Allah, Jalla wa keep us with the Ahlu Sunnah wa Jama'ah, and let us die with the Ahlu Sunnah wa Jama'ah. And we are resurrected with the Anbiya, Prophets and Messengers, and with the Shafa'a and intercession of Mustafa, sallallahu alayhi wa And we look straight into the eyes of Sayyidina Abu Bakr, Siddiq, Sayyidina Umar Farooq, Sayyidina Usman, Sayyidina Ali, and all the other Sahaba. So that is what we must defend, and that is part of our unanimous belief. May Almighty Allah accept you and everyone else. Barakallahu feek. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Jazakallah khair. Mufti, Allah protect and guide you. Shukran once again, and of course, I hope you will have a wonderful stay in Cape Town this weekend, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum. Well, that was, of course, uh, Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein as you had there, the uh, itinerary for the weekend. And, of course, that concludes our Q&A program. Shukran to each and everyone for uh, SMSing your questions. Unfortunately, we couldn't get through everything because of time. We only have one hour. But, of course, in our next program, we will start with the questions uh, uh, that came through later that uh, we couldn't answer, inshallah. Uh, after this, immediately after this, we'll go straight to Paul. Of course, uh, my colleague, Buta Talib Samai, will be keeping you company inshallah uh, from myself Muhammad Zain Majid until the next time assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh live from Cape Town this is the voice of the Cape 91.3 FM